Welcome back to another episode of Talking That Asian Scheme podcast. We are back in our space spaces. We call Tree Top Studios. All right, guys. So you can see we're going big screen today. We bringing in all the heat, all the fire, everything. So each, tell them why these people are here. Break it down for me. So just to refresh everyone's memory, two episodes ago, we spoke about having friendships of the opposite sex while you're in a relationship and what you thought about it, were you against it, were you for it, how do you communicate that with your partner, and so many more things. Um, basically, Wes hit me up, and he was kind of going off about it. Um, oh, I don't know what your communication with Jay was. And I hit up my cousin Nadia because me and her, you know, from time to time, we're in communication about different topics that we touch base on. So we brought in these people and we want to have a bigger discussion because obviously it touched some chords and we want to hear what everyone else thinks aside from me and Scheme. Right. So before we bring these people on, obviously we got Wes in the building. He was on episode two. No, he was on episode three. Yes, Wes three. Back. My man Jay, we, me and Jay go way back. Um, I'm talking about kids' foot locker days back in the days. Honestly, Wes, Jay's a sneaker connoisseur. This guy went viral on a foot locker video where my man was just touching shoes and he knew exactly what shoe it was. And it was some, some like professor wizard type stuff. The hardest one that I thought, nah, he not getting that one, was the last shoe. You remember what the last shoe was? Um, I'm I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, oh, it was a it was a the Iverson joint. It was the Iverson joint. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it, it was tough. It was tough though. But I felt that honeycomb bubble, and I knew what it was. You know, what oh, you know what I'm saying, Skino. They know, man. I used to do stock for you. You know how I many Reebok Iversons I touched. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all about sneaker connoisseur himself, and of course Nadia, Isha's uh, cousin. Um, so we're glad to have you here. I was hoping to see her, but she's incognito. She needs <laughs> respect, respect, respect. She's she in a team's to... meeting right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's probably doing that. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm pretty messy. So, all right, so we're going to start with uh, Wes. Wes, give us uh, give us what you thought of the topic. What, what made you reach out? Uh, I reached out because I personally felt like it was a little, it's a little shaky. I feel like as a man, I have a lot of workplace female friends. I worked in a lot of jobs where I was one of one, two, maybe three dudes. I can't come to work every day and just be like, well, can't be your friend. Not allowed to have friends of the opposite sex. So I was like, nah, that's a little shaky. And then Ish, who is my friend from an extremely large friend group, I was always in a relationship. Almost every single time we met new people. Right. And if I lived by that standard, I wouldn't be friends with Ish. I wouldn't be friends with Christine. I wouldn't be friends with Chris Ann. I wouldn't be friends with none of y'all because I would have been like, back away, woman. I have a girlfriend. You can't be my friend. Which is and that's why I felt like, nah, it ain't right. Like, you can have friends with the opposite sex as long as you know there's boundaries and it's legit platonic. Don't get me wrong. A lot of dudes really don't do the platonic thing very well. Right. But if you set that standard and y'all really are genuinely friends, I think it works. But that's the thing. So I feel like you said, okay, setting that standard. I feel like for me personally, I'm not opposed to it. Like I have guy friends, obviously, you know, you, Re, like all, all those guys. And they were here in my life for quite some time. So for me, if I was to get into a relationship now, that person would have to understand that these people have been here in my life for 10 years, five years, whatever the case may be. And we have a very close relationship, you know one of them being my best friend and that's not something that's going to change but you saying you know you have to set the standard obviously with somebody coming into your life i think it's all about how comfortable you make that individual feel are you bringing them around these people are you letting them know hey this is you know whoever the person is um and that's all that it is whatever the case it is or however it's going to be to make it comfortable for that person that you're bringing into your life on that um, romantic level. So I think it's different. You know, some people don't make it comfortable for the other person and that's when it becomes difficult. But if you guys are on the same page and everything is understood, then I don't see why there should be an issue. Right. 
Nadio, what's your thoughts? I know you're getting ready for Christmas. I mean, excuse me, for uh, uh, Halloween here. So we can... <laughs> <laughs> give me your opinion. What's going on? I mean, I don't think it's as black and white as uh, believing whether you can or can't be friends with the opposite sex. It's just the boundaries that you have around it and just finding someone who aligns like with those boundaries. And depending on the relationship you're in, maybe you're adhering to like different boundaries depending on the values of the other person so it's just up to you to decide whether or not it's like worth having those boundaries if the person is worth it really nice and jay what, what was your thoughts why you reached out oh man I, I was just like everybody else man my blood was uh boiling and shit i had to reach you out and dm you man um the funny thing is, I think the reason why everybody gets so worked up is because there's no really right answer, right? Because it all depends on a person's history. It all depends how you make the other person feel and stuff like that. So I think that's why everybody really get kind of hot and bothered when this uh, topic get brought up. You know what I mean? Because it's like if you if you if you are in your significant other have a, a certain situation set up, you know, another couple might look at it like, man, that's wild, like. I don't do that, right? And then so on and so on and so on. But like, if you ask me opinion about having a uh, uh, opposite sex as friends, that's that's it's it's a thin line, which it, it, and it's so much like a love and hate thing. It's a it's a real thin line. Let's just put it that way. But like I said, there's a lot of people here that got history. You know, they got old friends. You know, before you met that person, and I, I get all that. I get all that. But. Uh, I'm old school. Once we get together, that whole dynamic got to change. So I don't know how people feel in that. That's just my opinion, you know? Is it, is it, can it be, be and I, I see, I see East is ready to go. But can Ooh, it be? I know, I see her. Oh man, she's about to come out the screen. <laughs> no, <laughs> check it out real quick. My camera look. Is it, is it pretty much, I guess you're basing your answer pretty much on history, right? On the experience mm. that you had. Maybe mm. Jay had that experience where he has shorty and shorty had this dude and dude was break the break the glass in case of emergency. So that's mm -hmm. that it can be something that Wes have, has experienced nothing in that because he, he said boundaries. And when he kind of felt something wasn't not, you know what I'm saying, playing black, and white, then he kind of diverted. And Nadia could be the same way, right? So I'm asking this question question to the ladies before each jumps on, so I can hear it both for them. Have you had, or were you ever in a in a situation where there's a friend there, but you kind of figure like, hey, hold on, like what's going on? He might be liking me, and I need to cut you off. What would be your situation if you haven't? If you had that experience, obviously you're gonna answer that. But if you haven't, how would you react to that? So either one can start. Go ahead, Nadezi. I didn't follow that question, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a two-part question. Oh, it's just tougher. Let's just do one, uh, <laughs> let's do one at a time. What we're doing is kind of, the question is real simple. Have you had a situation where you had a friend, a male friend, and he was kind of crossing that line? Mm. How did you handle it? If you haven't been through that situation, how would you handle it? So have you, or how would you handle it if you did not go through that as of yet? Yeah, I have not gone through that, but I would mm. just cut them off, <laughs> plain and simple. So, mm. okay, but what if you were like, you know, best friends with this person and, you know, they expressed all their feelings for you and, you know, kind of pushed you away would you still cut them off or would you have to have a conversation with them like does that matter to you if you guys are super close or not I mean I, I just have to like reassess the whole friendship or relationship with them at that point it just it wouldn't we aren't on the same page so I don't I wouldn't know what to do with that <laughs> okay I mean it's it's definitely happened to me um it happened to me with someone who I became really close with and you know I'm like, okay, you know, we're like basically best friends. We talk day in, day out, um, did so many, you know, different things together, spoke about so many different things, and then their feelings were expressed to me, and I basically let them know, like, hey, I don't want to ruin our, our friendship and what we've built up as far as that goes. I'm not interested in you in that way, um, but again, I don't want to ruin our friendship. Like, I hope, you know, we can just keep it where it's at, 
And that kind of went completely south to me, the way, you know, things ended up, it wasn't taken well. Right. And, um, mm. That friendship, you know. So my, so my thing, you guys are not friends anymore? No, we're not. So that was his agenda, right? That mm -hmm. was his agenda. Be, right, be close to you as possible with an opportunity to be like, yo, let me, let me, let me walk. So there's an agenda to everything, right? So there's going to be true friendships where it's just a friendship. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question and be honest. Is yes or no? Okay. No, no, no crap. How attractive was this gentleman? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't ugly. He just wasn't my type. That's all. Oh. Um, that play, I, I'm not it, saying. That, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm not saying that it it plays into it, but sometimes it's just that level of. Nah, he he. You know what I mean. He's not my type. But the the my question would be like, how about if he was your type? But see, I have to say that does play into it in some cases. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, no, it doesn't. But there are also certain characteristic traits that you pick up on. And sometimes it's just like, wow, like, I really can't see myself with this person. Uh, yeah. Like, even if I wasn't attracted to them, you know, the attraction wouldn't be something I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put this aside. No, because there are traits that play into it that, you know, you could see tolerating as a friend, but you can't see tolerating as... A romantic partner and building something with in the future because that's going to have an effect on the relationship at the end of the day as a friendship you know it's totally different you're not committing to somebody in that manner for the rest of your life it's just like okay that's how you are i can't do shit about it maybe i'll say something here and there as your friend just to let you know look why are you like this but it's not my job it's not my responsibility to to shape that but if you were my partner then I would say maybe that's more so my responsibility to help you build your character in a different light. Right. So you gentlemen, know? pretty much for you guys, right? And myself as well. Have you ever had that friend that, that female friend that try to cross over or try to play some type of shenanigans and games and try to get basically with you, right? So Wes, anything like that? I'll just be honest. As a guy, the odds of that are way lower. <laughs> 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 Most women aren't looking at us potentially as in like, a, oh, I want you, you're my friend. I've been, I feel like from my experience, any woman that found me attractive or were interested, they were pretty blunt up front. It wasn't like a long-standing friendship and then out of nowhere, hey, I like you. Man. It's a little bit more of like that first two, three weeks kind of feeling you. It doesn't usually get that long to be a long-standing friendship. I can say on the opposite end though, I definitely had a friend that I was feeling, and this goes back to college. And she basically nipped it in the butt pretty quick. Like, nah, I don't see you like that. We were young, so who knows what it could have been at the time. But we actually kept our friendship going because she, she held me down. She was just like, nah, I just don't see you like that. But we it for so long, it probably goes back to what Aisha said, where the more you know about somebody, you know a lot about whether you really want to be in a relationship with them before you're in a relationship with them. Exactly. Friendship can definitely show you the writing on the wall before you even get there. Right. And, and I kind of get where she was coming from. Like, nah, we in school. We do this. We do that. I don't like this. I don't like. It probably wouldn't work. She was probably a thousand percent right. Right. And I was looking at was attraction. Right. But we stayed cool because of other characteristics that we both shared. That we ended up still keeping a pretty good friendship. Like, her birthday was like four days ago. We still give each other happy birthdays. I'm 37, so you got to do the math. That's almost 20 years. We still right. <laughs> so, but yeah, same too, Jay. Yeah, I'm. I've been on both sides. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been on the side where you know I had the female friend, and I'm trying to work my magic. I'm trying to get in, and the things. The thing with women, they're really smart. So if you have them as a friend, they're really not blunt or forward if they're really attracted to you, right? So they like they like to kind of spin their web on you thing. So they'll, you know, hit certain stuff, you know, say certain things to show that they're interested, but they're trying to see where you're going with it. Unlike us men that we're more like, yo, what's up? You know what I mean? You know, trying to get in between. You know what I'm saying? So women are women are always gonna be more smart than us when it comes to certain stuff. And that's probably one of the most things that pops out in my head. But um I, I just I just feel like I mean if you, if you think about it, right, um, not all, but 99% of the relationships that you get into, what were you guys before you were in a relationship? Friends, right? 
For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. For the most part. It could be co-workers. Well, you know, but in, in, in that in that like base, it's, it's, it's friendship. Because you have to be friends with people on your job. You got to be friends with people in your school. You got to have some type of things in common. And that's 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 where it gets like I said, that's where it gets a little shaky for me when it comes to the whole male, female, you know, friendship thing. And then my experience in my experience. I have a question. Shoot. Jay, I'm sorry. It's not for you. It's for Wes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was ready. I was ready because you know, like you, you, I don't know. I got it. Got it. Got it. Wes, you said that. Okay. You were talking about this shorty that you were into in college. And a few days ago was her birthday, and you wished her a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. You're, you said that, okay, you were into the shorty back in college, and a few days ago was her birthday, and you wished her a happy birthday. But you're in a whole different relationship right now. Does it affect your current relationship at all? Do you communicate about that in your current relationship at all, that you're still in communication with, that you were interested in back in the day? Oh, I'm going to just say my girl name, Ty. It's just easier than me saying girl from whatever. Ty, Ty know all my... I'll tell Ty anything in a heartbeat, but that's why our relationship works so well is because I'll tell her, like, yo, shorty in college? Mad thick. I used to love her. What happened? She ain't like me. <laughs> he got more balls than me. He got more balls than me. <laughs> I'm like... He's a wild boy, but go ahead. No, nah, I'm just... At the end of the day, whoever I'm going to be attracted to, whoever I'm going to be with... They more or less kind of gotta gel with my vibe. So if you're not kind of like rocking with how I am, we're probably not going to be in a relationship. I'm very much a I go out of I go out, I hang out with my friends. My friends are male or female. I I like the things I like. If you like them with me, cool. If you don't, I still want to do it. So whether you join me or not, I'm still gonna watch anime. I'm still gonna buy sneakers. I'm still gonna go out sports. If my girlfriend likes it, cool. If she doesn't, cool, just don't stop me. But that's why I say, like, it's so important to communicate these things, you know? Mm-hmm. If I'm somebody who's uptight and I'm like, no, you can't be friends with that bitch anymore. I don't care how long she's been around. And you're somebody who's like, I'm going to do what the hell I want. Then obviously that's going to pose an issue. But if you find somebody who matches you, then there's no problem. But you have to be on the same page. Nadizia, I saw you took your mic off. You have something to add? <laughs> I had a, a question for the guys on the call. <laughs> Go for it. So if you were in a situation where the girl you were with was uncomfortable with your relationship with a friend of yours, how would you respond in that situation? Who want to take this one first? I'll... Go ahead, Jack. Me? Oh, damn. So pretty much it's back to communication and understanding, right? Setting those boundaries in the front. So like, for example, let's say that female says, hey, I don't like that friend, right? So I have to explore that, right? Depending on the level of friendship that me and that female have, if it's a deep, deep friendship, it might be communication. All right. So in this case, I'll be like, all right, explain to me what's going on. I don't have a funny feeling about her. I don't like her vibe, this and that, whatever. She has to give me those details. All right, cool. You got to understand and comprehend that she's coming from the outside to your world. Now, this female is part of my world. So if I feel strong about the relationship with my friend, I'm going to go back to her and say, listen, I'm starting a new relationship with this young lady. I'm really into her, but she just not feeling your energy. It's nothing with you. It's me and you. Our relationship is me and you. Right now, let me work this relationship. She was going on. See, eventually, later on down the road, you guys have something in common that you can relate. But right now, it's just not going to be. I'm not going to force that, right? So my friend, I know my friend is going to be there thick or thin no matter what, depending on the amount of years I've been with her, right? She, hopefully, he's going to have that understanding and reasoning. I'm still going to pursue the relationship with my partner who just asked me, I don't like this female. Please get her away or whatever. So we don't have to, us three don't have to be like this, right? It could just be like, my friend is over here. My girlfriend is over here. So it might be something as communication. That's the way I will handle it. Now, if she asked me, all right, you need to cut her off 100%. Now that's a different conversation. You know what I mean? Because it's be like, okay, did she do something that made you upset that think that makes you think me and her have something going on? You know what I'm saying? That's a whole different conversation. 
Mm. You know, it's depending on that. But if it's something like, hey, I'm not feeling her, I don't like her. I've had that experience before. I'm not saying I'm pausing that relationship. I just got to make sure those two people do not combine, right? Until later on. And it's been situations where, once again, my ex-wife didn't like someone. Then later on, oh, okay, they weren't the best of friends, but there was an understanding. So I don't know. That's for me. That's the way I would work for me, Nadia. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, Jay, what, what do you got? I think it's. I think it goes back to the fear unknown, and for most women, right? Because if you don't know who the person is, you don't know what 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 she about, and you know it's the same thing goes for us. But it, it, I agree with over one hundred and ten percent. It's it's all about transparency. Like, and then and then to me, it all depends on who this female friend is. Is she important to me? Is she really not important to me? Who is this female friend to me that makes you uncomfortable? And I'll I'll have to ask questions like, what is it about her? Like, I I need like men are very like we need like facts so i need to see something that made you feel uncomfortable did she text me did she say something to me what really made you feel uncomfortable for making me to cut her off you know because if we go on by this gut feeling then we ain't going none of us gonna have any friends right so we we, we, we gotta we gotta figure out where this where's this you know uncomfortability coming from right but like I said, but to me, it's more important who is this female person to me. I don't, I don't think I have any female friend that I'm that strong with that I can't not cut her off completely, but not push her off to the side. But like, I'm, I'll be okay with it. And then it all depends how long I've been with the person in the relationship. Like, are we, are we just starting? Has it been years? Like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot of things to think, of, think about and take in. To me, that's my opinion on things. Yeah, Wes. Yes, I'm last. Um, I agree a lot though with, with Oscar with the communication part of it. Like, where I got to know why don't you like this person? What did they do? How do you feel? Like, I got to kind of have an answer. But it's a funny story because Aisha, I've told you this before. My girlfriend, when she first met Aisha, was like, "I don't like her." She had no. Wes, we didn't even meet though. She like saw me from far away. <laughs> yeah, and she just didn't like. And this. Years ago, we talking maybe five years, <coughs> long, long ago. To this day, she don't even remember why. She did like <laughs> gave you a hug. It just it felt too too close. Like that was like <laughs> I'm like literally her man at the time was there. <laughs> I'm like that's her man right there. I don't know. It didn't feel right. <laughs> I was so upset. I'm like damn. Like. She doesn't even know me and she doesn't like me. Like, this is not a good feeling. Uh, I don't know, you know, I'm being hated on. And yeah, like Wes said, my man at the time was literally right there. Like, so, two feet um, away. <laughs> like, and I knew both of them. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I, I feel like, because you said you don't really have a woman in your life that's as, like that important as a friend. I have a lot of women who are like really, really good friends to me, who were like there for me for a lot of things in my life held me down. So, just being like, well, my girl I'm with now don't like you, gotta cut you loose. That's a little rough. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just really depends how this relationship is going and who this friend is. Mm -hmm. Like me cutting off East, that's hard. I don't talk to East every day, but you ain't gonna just tell me that ain't my friend no more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if I've been dating you for three months, you don't like my friends, like, whoa, you knew. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you knew. We got to see how far this is going before you got me cutting people off, if that's even an option. Yeah. Hey, Nadia, how, how do you feel about, number one, the answers that we gave you, and how would you want that, I would say, ideally, how would you want that resolved if it, if it was something that you were asking for from your potential mate? <laughs> mate. <laughs> well, the answers, I feel, are answers that are pretty common these are things that i hear all of the time um but i was just curious about what you guys thought but um i just got married i've been in my relationship for five years now congratulations um, thanks and this was definitely like something that we had to discuss in the beginning um so i feel like what worked and what ended up happening was just both ends have to kind of compromise around each other's different boundaries and that doesn't mean every boundary I have was um, taken or that every boundary of that he had was taken. It was more like understanding each other and just meeting in the middle. So I gave a little, he gave a little, and I feel like that's what works. So awesome. <laughs> when you guys first 
got together. How did that come up for you? How did, like, was there an experience that one of you had and, you know, you address it? Or did you decide, hey, this is a conversation that we should have now before we proceed with this uh, relationship? Um, It was probably me. I'm kind of just... I had like insecurities in the beginning. Um, some of them I just had to get over and some new boundaries like that we came up with together is what he had to end up following. So again, just meeting each other in the middle. Mm-hmm. I, I like that you mentioned like the whole boundaries thing because like in the last the initial episode that we had, oh, I don't know if you remember, but I had said, you know, okay, if you want to keep these friendships, and again, I'm going to remind you guys that I'm not opposed to it because I have guy friends. One of my best friends is a guy, and I can never see myself just cutting him loose for, you know, uh, because somebody, you know, coming new into my life says so. Um, So with the whole boundaries thing, like, you know, now I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? Come over. Let's watch a movie or let's just chill or, you know, whatever. Let's go grab food. But I feel like once you get into a relationship, obviously you have to outline these the dynamic of that friendship has to change. Although you're not cutting that person loose and they're not exiting your life, you have to put it in your mind that a part of making your partner comfortable is also reshaping the boundaries of your friendship. And I feel like that's such a critical piece because, you know, if you choose to keep that person in your life, then you're going to have to also make sure that you're respecting the person that you're bringing into your life. And it's such a, like, an uncomfortable conversation, right? It's like, how do you, you know, it's like, how do you bring it up? What works for you? It's just, it's just when, when is the right time to, like, bring it up, you know? And that, I, think that, I think that's what makes us un, un, really uncomfortable, you know? It's like... And then, man, it's just really hard to put a finger on it. And I think this is why, like, everybody gets so worked up when it comes to this conversation, right? I just, I don't know. It does. And I mean, yeah, 100%, it could be uncomfortable. But sometimes we're, we have to have these uncomfortable conversations or face these uncomfortable situations or else we're never going to get past it. You're going to, you know, it's going to be something that's going to continue to linger in your mind and it's going to bother you. So, yeah. So one thing that Jay had mentioned is when you introduce that, right? At what point do you say, hey, this is this is what's bothering me? So a good question because she had some success at the beginning and now she got married five years later. So Nadia, when did you and your husband now, when you guys were courting each other and all that, when did you decide to, you know, I'm using fancy words. Like, are we Amish? Oh, now we gotta be, you know, add some, add some like, uh, what is that word? Um, anyway, never mind. For all your uh, verbal fuck ups in the past, basically, because you know, I'm, I'm just, ugh. But Nadia, for for sure, when when did you bring that to the table and say, hey, let's talk about this? About if you can recall, what was the time frame? Well, uh, I mean, within the first six months, but I feel like the point where you have this conversation is just when real life happens and you just have to face issues as they occur really so i mean you can do your best to bring it up as a topic early on but really you're not gonna know how the other person is really gonna react until like real life happens i think did your husband give you any blowback or was not as hey what's going on can you walk if you want to share I, I would say, I mean, we both did. We were hard-headed in the beginning. So I feel like that's what a relationship is, is remembering it's not just this is me and this is you. You're building something different together. So things change. I like that. But yeah, I, I do. Like I, like I said, if you guys heard, obviously, you, you all three, you heard the uh, first go around, but it was just like in my head, I said, hey, treat it like a job, right? 90-day, 90-day check-in. So like, for example, when Wes said, yo, three months, you telling me like what's going on, that's when you got to sit down and be like, okay, do I see myself with this person long-term or do I see myself as just another one and done? You know what I mean? So yeah, like Jay said, it's, it's hard, but like Nadia hit it on the head um, when she said, when the opportunity presents itself, right? After you've had maybe one or two or maybe three, I said three, <laughs> wow. But one, two or three times that you guys you know that person you kind of not feeling that person and so on and so forth and now you got to bring it to the table 
but yeah, it's a it's a touchy, touchy subject, right? Because it all has to do with experience. How did you experience that, right? So like for me, for example, for a long time, I was a no-go. Oh, you got your, oh, your best friend is a dude? Boom, I'm out of here. But why? Because my experience with one of my ex-girlfriends was she had a best friend and she was cheating. So that's my experience. So at the beginning, I was like, listen, because we all put that, you go to your next relationship with that baggage of your ex or whatever, you know, a couple of relations back, that baggage is still fresh. So you haven't opened that bag up and put stuff away, right? We all just left it in the bag and put it in the back of our heads. But you have to deal with it eventually in order to grow. So that was my experience. Obviously, when I came to somebody else, I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It was more trust and stuff. But it takes time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not something that you'll just flip the page and be like, all right, next. Yay, I'm accepting everything. So, yeah, like Jay said, and you know what I mean? It's just, and it's presenting that, bringing that to that table. When is the opportunity? What's my history with it? What's my understanding with it? And then going from there. What's up, guys? It's your boy Skane here, back to let you know and remind you that my co-host Aisha has an amazing poetry book called Treetop Echoes. It is available now on Amazon as well as Barnes and Nobles. So if you're in the market for a new book, please pick it up. You will not be disappointed in this amazing poetry book. So the name of the book, once again, Treetop Echoes, available on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles. Get your copy today. Talking That Ish and Skeen podcast is now available on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcast. Say words, Skeen. Word to Big Bird. So now our show, me and Ish, you know how we doing it. Talking That Ish and Skeen podcast is now available on Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcast. No excuse. You can't miss us. We there, we everywhere. Say words, Skeen. Word to Big Bird. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. Peace. This conversation is hot. This conversation is hot. It is. No, Dania. First of all, Dania, you ain't low. I like. I like when you said we meet in the middle. I think it was more her middle. <laughs> you know how women say we met in the middle. Like my, she was talking about my middle. <laughs> you, know, you ain't low, girl. You ain't low. <laughs> but I'm gonna let you slide on that one. I'm gonna let you slide on that one. But uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I guess it, like I said, it always it, it's just a really, it's really hard to put your finger in because it all depends on, on some people's comfortability, their experience, you know. And then it comes, and then it gets a little. This is where the waves come because now you got to set the boundaries and then see what's cool for her and then she got to see what's cool for you and then that's when you know it gets into a little you know tug and pull little power thing that we you know we have you know i like to call it the cold war you know what i mean that men and women have you know and um i think that i think i think that's why i feel the way i feel when it comes to uh male male friends like i i, I don't i don't 100 you mind having them because obviously some of them been there longer than me and you know who knows they might be there after me right same thing with us you know we, we never know where it's gonna go but i think i think i i set like a real i want to say strict boundary but it, it, it's really 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 touchy so i, I, don't, I don't know i don't know so all right so i want to defend myself <laughs> I don't think that it's my middle, but um, (laughs) what I was going to say is I feel like this conversation is good because it makes you look inward. And that's what I did. I had to like face the root of why I feel a certain way and like face my own insecurities and grow as a person too. So it is both people. I like that. Just out of curiosity, Nadizi, is he there listening to you having this conversation? No. <laughs> I was kind of hoping he was in the background, just nodding his head. <laughs> yes, no. He'll listen to this after. <laughs> but he, here's the thing, right? And and here's the thing that popped into my head right now, like things you usually do. I think we all have to deal with that trust issue, right? It's trust. 
Mm-hmm. It's putting your trust 100%. If you are committed to this person, because this person checks all your boxes, right? So one of the big, one of the things that I, I've learned recently is like, before you get into a relationship, not you, Nadia, because you're already, you're locked down, you're done, right? But even in, in years to come, right? You make your checklist of the things that you're looking for in a person, right? And you check those boxes. This is what they need to have, whatever. It could be five, right? But the experience is trusting those five and you becoming those five things that you want. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're easily to say, hey, I need her to be this. I need her to be that. I need her to be this, this, and the other. But we never become that, right? That's That's a side issue. But the whole thing is just trust. Having your trust in this person that this person is going to take care of you like you're going to take care of them, right? Because that's the fine line. Once that line is broken and that trust is broken, it's done. And it's not only done for the person you're with, it's almost almost fragile for the next person because that line is going to be so withered that any little thing they do breaks that line, right? So it's been a trust issue. I mean, we can all probably sit down and think of those people that broke our trust, and now we had to relearn and kind of help that withered line become solid again so we can trust somebody else, if that makes sense. Right, Ish? I can understand that. I I want to say, okay, you're, you know, your history of trust is all fucked up when you get into a new relationship. No, you shouldn't be bringing that into that new relationship. But sometimes even when we say we're quote unquote healed, and, you know, we're past certain situations, there are maybe, you know, things that are lingering, even when you are past it. And when you think, you know, you've grown from something, uh, maybe, I guess we could say it's like a trigger. Um, you know, maybe we've forgiven the last person and we've gotten past certain situations, but maybe in the next relationship, someone does something and you're like, damn, like this is kind of giving me a flashback. And then you become like apprehensive of moving forward with that person or you start having second thoughts about, you know, just the the relationship in its entirety. Um, So I feel like you can't bring that into the new relationship, into the new environment. But there are certain things that are beyond our control as far as, you know, your mental state goes, I feel. Um, And I think that's something that even though we're not intentionally bringing it into the new relationship, something that we have to work through while we're building that new relationship. Right. Wes. No, no, it makes sense. Wes, what's your thoughts? How do I feel about this? Trust. Hmm? It's that trust. (laughs) I think trust has to be established fairly quickly. For me, at least. What, what, let me ask you a question, right? When you, and this goes for everybody, but we'll start with Wes. When you meet somebody, is that trust 100% already? Do you start with 100% and work yourself down, or you start from zero and work yourself up? Just, just to, give you, to give you like a better way, I won't say it's a, like there's no 100, there's no negative. You're just even. Okay. That's how I say it. Everybody starts off on the same, you're, you're on level one. I trust you as much as I can for the moment. I don't know how much I can trust you with, but you're not going into it with no trust. Okay. That's how it starts off. You're starting off with, you know, we can go to or from. I might not give you the keys to my car the first week I know you, but by week four, oh yeah, you can drive my car. Okay. Oh, yeah, you can take my debit card, go get something. Like it's like you build up levels of what I feel like I'm just comfortable letting you do, and vice versa. Damn, credit card. That's crazy. <laughs> I was about to say he, he moves quick. This man knows what he wants. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody starts off where I don't trust you. It's just a All matter right. of I trust you with. Like, do I trust you with my feelings the first day? Do I trust you with my finances? Do I trust you with meeting my friends? Do I trust you with? It's like, what are you? What am I allowed to trust you with? It builds up. Mm-hmm. Everybody just starts at the ground level of like I trust you with normal stuff like. You're not gonna let a car hit me if we're crossing the street. Like, like I trust you for basics. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you feel the same way, Jay? I feel I feel like this. It, it goes back to what Wes saying, and it's common sense, right? Right. If you don't trust them, there's no reason why you with the person, because why you with them, right? So it all goes back to that. But I think before you trust anybody else, you should trust yourself, mm-hmm. right? Where you, it, it's all about growth. 
It's all about the experience I've been through, the experience I, I've seen other people been through, and kind of like take what you learn. Sometimes, sometimes we, we'll, we'll set up a rule that's maybe a little too harsh, or sometimes we set up rules that's a little bit too lenient. So we don't really know where, where, where exactly where to stand. So uh, it's, it's a, it's a day by, it's a day by day thing, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, that's how I feel, you know, but I, I, to, but to be honest, before you trust anybody, always trust yourself. And I think once you, once you understand yourself and what you've been through, I think each relationship that you go through, whereas one, two, 10, you, you get a little bit better at it. Yeah. I can agree with that even you know from a female perspective or at least from my perspective like I feel like I'm definitely somebody who goes into a relationship and Wes I like the way you explained it because usually I'd say I go in with 100% trust but in reality it's not 100% trust you are at level one it's not negative it's not positive it's just neutral um but Nadezi I'm kind of curious obviously you're married you know you're you're all in already um when you guys started dating at first how did you go into that relationship with him well, I mean, as you know, we met online. So <laughs> I start with closer to no trust. Um, I feel like before trust is like security and having being put in situations where they repeatedly have to kind of make you feel secure, then you're able to develop trust. Okay. That's, that's crazy because um, Nadia, that's the way I feel. I give them no trust. Hmm. You have anything you got to build the trust that's the way i feel matter of fact you know what the reason why i ask this question is because our next topic uh when me and each do the next podcast is going to be on trust and i came across this in the last two weeks so there's different thoughts in the different patterns of people like wes said 50 percent level one that type of thing right and then uh each you agree with him level one but yep. to me zero you start with zero and then you got to earn and I'm not I give the topic away, but it was broken down into four levels. And I was just like mind blown because it was just like crazy. But that then you gotta stay tuned for that one. Oh, oh, you cold. <laughs> it's cold, <laughs> brother. Gotta throw teasing. <clears throat> but no, I agree with uh Nadia. It's just for me, it's just when we start, you gotta earn it. You haven't earned anything from me. Just like I haven't earned anything from you. So I have to prove that I'm worthy of your time, your commitment, and your energy. Right. And vice versa. Right. So I kind of agree with her. Yeah. Like you have to start at nothing and then you got to earn it. Doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean, if, you know, you're going to agree with them 100 percent. Obviously, getting to the top level is something. Beyond, but um, no, it's just I agree with her. Just just ab absolutely nothing. You get nothing and then you got to earn and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, that was just something, a little little type of nugget that I wanted to throw out there just to get you guys. And exactly, that's what I was hoping for, which is just different ideas and different levels about the word trust. And then I, I love that. You know what I mean? But, um, but you know, um, okay. I'm sorry. I was going to say, funny enough, uh, my husband is the exact opposite. He trusts people fully until you give them until you give him a reason not to trust you <laughs> and Yo, i'm the other i'm the other way so. Yo, i might have to have your husband on the podcast for next time. <laughs> yeah. no, it was just something that there's some people like nadia's husband that goes in a hundred percent 100 percent committed to trust and then they start chipping it down so it's like having a house and then start demolishing it little by little and then it's hard to but in this case it worked because hey <laughs> he's married you know what i'm saying but there's some people that never recover because they started out at 100 percent and then they start withering away and then they're left with level one or the first floor and then now they're trying to build a foundation on it which is not strong enough if that kind of makes sense but in this case nadia's husband hey yeah i'm actually agree with nadia's husband too i kind of i'm kind of i'm the same way because I'm, I'm 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 a people person when i am i am and it, it goes back to teach me how you want me to treat you, right? So I, I don't, I don't really think we go in. I, I, I'm gonna give you the full benefit of the doubt when I meet you, and then little by little, you know, you can only pretend for so long. You understand what I'm saying? 
until you really shoot yourself in the foot. So I'm, I'm kind of like the same way as Naughty Husband. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. You, you can be whoever you are. You can be whoever you tell me. But after a while, it, it, you're going to show me who you are. And that's, that's the way I like to shoot. That's the way I build relationships. It, like I said, it doesn't work for everybody. All works up. Some people, you know, work down. It all depends on the person. So That's a good point. Good stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Ish. Any other questions? Wes, Wes had something to add. Oh, my bad, Wes. Go ahead. Uh, so what do you, how do you feel if you lose trust? Do you, are you able to regain it? Or, or is it just over? Like, I can never trust you again. How does that Oh, you work? talk, you talk, oh, you talk to me? Everybody. Oh, oh, um, I mean, everybody's not to make a mistake, right? We're all human beings. So I'm not going to, I'm not a one and done guy, depending on the circumstance. I'm not a one and done guy because I'm not perfect. And if we look, if we all looking for Mrs. or Mr. Perfect, we're going to be here for a while. We're going to have this conversation years down the road. <laughs> so, I mean, it, like I said, I, 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 treat it, I treat it like, all right, first one was on me. You know, first one was on me. All right, you got me. Second one is on you and it's over. Once I lose that second trust, that's how I do it. You understand? Because like I said, we're all human beings, man. I'm not going to act like, you know, I, I'm perfect. You know, so that's the way... I do it. It doesn't work for everybody, but that's the way I, that's the way I do it. I agree with Jay on that. I, I feel like, um, damn, I lost my, my thought. What the hell was I going to say? Go ahead, Skeen. I saw you went off mute. <laughs> I'm glad you saw that. So like, like, yeah, like Jay said, is the, I guess it's the level of disrespect that that person showed you to, to devalue that trust. I guess if it's something minute, you kind of get the energy like, yo, this dude right here, like, for example, when I first met Wes, yeah, this dude right here, all right, cool, couple of interactions, I like his style, right? Same thing with Jay. When I first met Jay, I was like, who's this Jay guy? Oh, he's having a baby? All right, where he at? Why he never at work? So that was the image, right? And then all of a sudden, Jay came through, boom, 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 couple of, couple of shifts, couple of weeks, boom. I already knew, all right, that's my main dude. So it's all that, right? As there's been times where, where you know what I mean? No, I mean, you just got to, I think it's just that, that, that trust level and if, have they ever crossed that line of disrespect? There's going to be times where me and Jay disagreed on stuff. That's cool. That's every day. But there was always that level of respect as, as when I met him, he was a young, young man back in the days and stuff. I still had hair too. Um, but we never crossed that line, right? We never crossed that line. It was always that mutual respect for his hard work and dedication. So there was never that breakdown. Now there's been other people that we've worked together with, or I've worked later on, they, they truly crossed the line. Boom. It was severe. Done. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a forgiving person because like there's been times, I mean, Jay told me to take my, my job and shove it up my ass, but he's on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? And that's <laughs> fine. I understood. I put, <laughs> put myself level. You know what I mean? I put myself at what what's going on. So to answer your question, I don't want to make it winded. It's just the levels of disrespect that happened. There's misunderstandings, but if there's stuff that you kind of cross the line and you can't come back from that, then you're done. You know what I'm saying? That type of stuff, you know? Uh, listen, oh, you're not going to leave it there because if anybody know, uh, if anybody knows Skeeto, he, he gets under your skin. <laughs> so I would say kiss my ass, but I was really walking away and praying to God he don't find me. But yeah, Skeeto man, Skeeto man always been like, that's a, a, another foul thing that worked, man. So I learned a lot from him, man. So and on, on, on that note, you know, I can never stop thanking Skino for that, man. For real. So much love for that, man. Much love. Anybody else want to jump in? Nadia, will you want to jump in? How how do you handle that? Um, I mean, I personally have a very hard time uh, regaining trust. But I think that goes back to how I start with no trust. So it takes me a long time to even get to be able to trust. So once that's broken, it just sets me back over twice. So. Do you, do you have, do you, she, yeah, Nadia's like, she's like me. She's just, I'm sorry. It, it's just, you, it takes time for you to, for me to trust you 100%. It, it takes time. But Nadia, let me ask you a question. I know, I know the answer for myself, but I want to hear from you if we're still riding that same wave. So are you, when they break your trust, right, depending on the, I guess the level of, 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 of breakage, I guess you want to say, and you have a hard time. 
is it because of a disrespectful thing or is it something that there's some people that have been able to regain that trust from you? Um, again, I guess it depends on the type of violation. I mean, if it's the greatest violation of my trust, I, I just don't think I would ever bounce back from it. So, Right. That's what, that's what I, that, that was the answer I thought about. You, you disrespect at a certain level. You know. That's the thing. I feel like, you know, when you said respect, that was a big thing. Like you could break my trust, but did you disrespect me in the process? You know, what kind of breakage is it? Um, I'm the kind of person who's like, you know, I believe in second chances. We're human. We fuck up all the time, day in and day out. What are we going to do? It's, it's always something that we're learning. Um, but it does come down to respect. Like if you disrespected me, then that's a different thing that we're going to have to assess aside from the trust itself. But um, I mean, what is like, what is a breakage of trust that you don't consider also uh, disrespect? That I don't consider disrespect? Oh, that's a good question. I think that varies. Because I can't separate it. Friendships? Or are we talking about friendships? I think there's different levels of disrespect depending on which one it is. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, could you come up with something off of the fly? Okay, like my best friend can't cheat on me. So that's not the same level of disrespect. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? of <laughs> so course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what situation would you have, you know, a trust broken? That's not considered disrespect, whether it's a friendship or a relationship. Small lie. I was here, but I was there. Okay. And then, like, if it's something minute, like, yo, why wasn't you at the spot? Man, my car was acting up, but nah, you really just wanted to go get some food or something real quick. So you was late. So you just lying. Mm -hmm. Like, you just, that, that's disrespectful, but I ain't mad at you. It's just like, bro, stop lying. Just tell me what really happened. Mm -hmm. Like, stuff like that's little. Like, that's not really nothing major to me. But yeah. like a real violation of trust is like, um, let's say you did like, I'm, I'm picking something wild. Let's say you did like a wild ass crime and I just picked you up and now you're in my car. Like, bro, what the fuck? Like, that's wild disrespectful. Like, I don't know if you'd be my friend no more if you put my life in danger. Yeah. <laughs> like, so well, it's like, yeah, of course it kind of depends. Obviously, it's a case by case scenario. It's a friend by friend scenario. It's a relationship by relationship scenario. Some yeah. of my friends we know are wild. When you when you went to go pick them up, you knew this might be a wild experience. Mm -hmm. And then some of your friends, you're like shocked if it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's very true. I really can't think of something specific where you know yeah. you're bringing the trust with me, but you're also not disrespecting me. I would say in most cases, if you're breaking my trust, it probably is disrespecting me. Um, whether you know it's a lie because you can't be honest with me or uh, you know, if you're cheating on me or if you're talking behind my back and you're saying this instead of that, you know, so many different scenarios, but I definitely can't handpick something where it's breaking trust, but not disrespect. I like, I like what you brought up each to about the respecting, because I think uh, hopefully a relationship, we're always going to bump heads, right? Because we, we're always learning from each other. Mm -hmm. So what might and we always do white lies right it's just like it's just like let's say you tell me you here but you want to get a burger because you ain't want to share with me type you know mess you know like yeah. you ain't want to share your fries you know what i mean so it, it, it's it's uh, that's why i always say we always got to give each other a chance man we all human being and like i said we all we always learn something new from uh significant other and we always going to learn something new about us we're not the same person we was five years ago ten years ago maybe not even yesterday you know so it's 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 all about growth, you know. So it's super that's my opinion, man. You know, Skeen, I we always say, or not always, but most of the time, like the topics that we're discussing and whatnot, we say a lot of those things stem from childhood. And as much as I want to say this stems from experience, it doesn't because, like, in a situation where, okay my trust was broken by X amount of people in the past and I'm going into something new, but I'm going into something new with that level one or a hundred percent trust. So how can I base that on past experience? If I'm, you know, that again, quote unquote healed or past it. So I don't know if I would even consider this something that stems from childhood or experience. I don't know personally what I would correlate that to, but I was thinking that mid uh, mid topic. Right? No, I mean you, you could. I mean, 
trust obviously when when you're when you're little right trust can be an issue you trust your parents right you trust your parents to take care of you that's your first trust right as a little kid you trust mom's bosom you trust dad's strong arms so on and so forth when that's when that is broken man that's going to have a lot of issues from you trusting people right because your your caretakers the people that brought you into the world they're not there uh they spank you uh, or it was whatever, whatever it was, whatever treatment you got from them. So it can be, it can be a trust issue from that, from that point of view, from that beginning. Mm-hmm. And then trust issues can be all your relationships that you had, friendships. And um, like, if you had your best friend, you had a boyfriend next to, you know, your best friend is have cheating with your, with your boyfriend. That's an issue. Now you'd be like, damn, I can't even have a best friend. So mm-hmm. that's another trust issue later down the road. So everything does stem from something that you failed at or something that you were betrayed by, right? Or a person you were betrayed by. That's what I meant to say. So I can I can say, yeah, it could come from childhood. It can come from experiences. It can come from just general stuff that we go through in life. I mean, like I said, I know every time we do these <laughs> these topics, we always veer in another uh, in right. and stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went from opposite sex to like trust, but I like that. I like that though. Right to tie it all to the beginning, I guess we all agree uh-huh. that having opposite sex relationships, friends, and stuff like that, it's all trust, right? Is all trust based? All trust. It's doable, but right. How much trust are you going to put on that person to do you right and do by you right? Correct. Um, I just want to hear some final words. We'll start with the married woman who's uh, faceless for today. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your final thoughts, uh, something that you want to leave our audience, just something from experience or something that, that you want to share uh, to our audience. Um, I would just say that everyone has their own unique boundaries for whatever reason. And relationships are just about caring enough to understand the other person's boundaries and the root of them um, and also caring enough um, to be flexible and kind of look inward and assess yourself as well. Give me uh, your last word. Give me your last thought on what made uh, Nadia say, yeah, this guy right here, he won my trust or he won my confidence. What was it? What was that one requirement that he checked the box? I think just caring enough to make an effort um, to make me feel secure. I love that. I love that. Wes, final thoughts. Give me that and give me that one magic that's been working for you and your young lady for a minute now. Hit me. Uh, Boils down to trust is always the key. I'm a very trusting person once it's established. So if I'm with somebody, that means I really do trust you. I don't find myself wanting to be with many people. So that's one thing. Uh, to carry it back to our previous topic, um, and women friendships, you know, I am a firm believer in if somebody's going to cheat on you or do you dirty, doesn't matter if they was their friend or not, they're going to do it regardless. So me restricting you from having friends or restrictions or borders or whatever we want to call it, if that person wants to do something, they're going to do it regardless. Respect. I love that. I love that. Jay, hit me with it. Never take anybody's advice about your relationship. Don't let nobody tell you what works for them is going to work for you. And most importantly, like I said, always, always, always be forgiving because you'll be in a relationship one year, five years, 10 years. You guys are always going to bump heads. You guys are always going to have differences. But, you know, learn learn to trust each other and, and always keep respect. And I think that's the main the main ingredient any relationship, whether it's friend, workers, anything. It's like once you lose that respect, there's nothing else. There's no loyalty. There's no trust. There's nothing else. So I always have a respect for each other, respect each other's boundaries, whatever it may be, always trying to find somewhere in the middle and um, be, be good to each other. Cool. I appreciate you guys. Nadia, Wes, Jay, thank you so much. This was awesome. I know Thank our you for having us, man. No, the mic issues is all right. My man Jay out there living by 34 precincts. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect that. Thank you so much. Ish, hit me with it. Final thoughts. And if you have a, I don't know, if you have a gem for us. I got you. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, so 
Listen, before Ish hits you with the final words on the gem, thank you so much. This was an experience for me and Ish doing this panel. So if you guys are listening to our podcast, thank you. From here, the United States, all the way to the Netherlands and in between, I appreciate y'all. You never know, man. Reach out to us. We'd be more than glad to put you on this panel. Hopefully, we get everybody to cooperate with video, audio. I mean, actually, video, because Nadio right now is incognito. <laughs> but I appreciate her time. Thank you so, so much. You guys have been fantastic. So thank you so much. Ish, hit them with the final words. And of course, what we call the gem. I just want to say my favorite thing is communication. Without communication, there's no trust. There's no foundation. Um, you know, you got to communicate. You got to set your boundaries. You got to have these discussions. As awkward as it is, Jay, you got to talk about it. That's super important. From there, you'll just build up. Nice. And the gem. And I got you, my guy. In a high trust relationship, you can say the wrong thing and people will still get your meaning. In a low trust relationship, you can be very measured, even precise, and they'll still misinterpret you. Awesome. I love that. Guys, thank you so much for Nadia, Wes, Jay, Ish, myself, your boy Skeen. Thank you so much for sharing this hour with us. Hopefully you guys are tuning in, leaving your comments, do what you got to do. Remember, we're on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, Amazon, Odyssey, I'm missing someone, iHeartRadio, YouTube, we're there, we're everywhere. Thank you so much for making Talking at Asian Scheme podcast successful, as little as it may be. We appreciate it so much. Guys, thank you once again. We'll talk to you next week. Be safe. Have a tremendous week. Take care of each other. Peace. Talking at Asian Scheme. Show you right.